Don't cry, Mommy. Don't cry. Dory, it's the middle of the night. Dad, Dory sleeps with me. She's talking in her sleep. Dory says a lot of things in her sleep, okay? Hand me the ratchet wrench. I can fix it. But Dad, what if she starts sleep swimming again? I'm sure this was a one-time thing. So can we just all go back to... Dory? Dory! Dory! <gasps> I remembered something. That's not possible, is it? Okay, is it like a picture in your head and then you think I've seen this before? I just used the word before, which means I, I'm remembering something. What was I talking about? Somewhere. My family! They're out there somewhere. I have to find them. I remembered something important. Something important? What? Something about a clam or... No. No, an oyster? No. Mollusk? No. Something? No. I don't know. No clue. No Welcome to episode 20 of the What I Love About Pixar podcast. In each episode, we talk about what I love from Pixar. Could be a particular character, episode, or scene. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the film Finding Dory. So let's get started and talk about what I love about Finding Dory. Yes, very quick. Finding Dory, released June 17, 2016. Dory is a wide-eyed, blue tank fish who suffers from short-term memory loss. Every tank I call The one thing she can remember is that she somehow became separated from her parents as a child. With help from her friend Nemo Marlin, Dory embarks on an epic adventure to find them. Her journey brings her to the Marine Life Institute, a conservatory that houses diverse ocean species. So that's the little film synopsis for you. the open scene to what is the first of many flashbacks of Dory's life as a child. She's a tiny baby. Does she look adorable? And this first one we see her playing with her parents who we know are called Jenny and Charlie. And they're basically trying to teach her about when you meet new fit people really and the importance of the um, 
undertow by teaching her to grind, which we'll get to another little bit. Um, well, as a kid, that's expected. Um, I do love how we see so many different flashbacks between Dory, how I would have had these small kids. It helps establish that she did have a family, so she forgot about them. Straight away, as we see about the titles, we go through a big a time jump from Dory being separated from her family to where she was when we first meet her in Finding Nemo. And I love how Dory's interacting with the other fish fire asks for help, of course, from the memory But I also love how you get a brief little reminder of what happened in when they these two met. Because it's been first for us, it's been thirteen years since between 2003-2016. Although in the for them it's only been a year. But I just love it's a nice little reminder. You don't get that often films. You don't get a little quick chance. But you've got such a little time in this film. And you don't really get a chance to replay some a theme from um a previous film and intertwine it with the new film. And I love that. It just helps for those of you who are familiar with with the final humor franchise, it, if you watch this as a new viewer, the chance you to understand how these two meet where Dory fits in with my anime. But I didn't, I love how they just matched it a bit that. But anyway, as I mentioned, for us, it was a 13 year gap between the first two films. In their world, it's only been a year. And in the present day, Dory now lives with my anime. And love how they're all asleep. And Dory is asleep, he's talking to her asleep. She ends up waking up herself. And I love how she just tries on, But she forgets about the anemone and how it can sing and all that. And it ends up waking Marley and you know. But I love how Marley's like, George, you're at the joke. And she's like, okay. But of course, Ripperdoy's like, hey guys! And Marley's like, okay, I guess we're up. And Rock's school. And and in the present day, school time, of school. Mr. Ray. I love that we get to see him again. And they meet up with him. He's ready to take the, ch- the children, school kids, on a field trip, which Dory quite deep about. But it's clear between my, my and Mr. Ray here that Dory can not invite him. Uh, and Mr. Ray unfortunately gives the task to Maya. He's like, you haven't told her. That, I love that normally in film TV, that's normally a technique of or some of that gets some bad news. Um, and so Marlin, he tries to make his say to Dory how, um, Dory, um, Mr. Ray feels that maybe you should not be with the other kids. But unfortunately, Dory misinterprets this and basically thinks that Marlin thinks she's seeing off the Mr. Ray's teacher assistant. So, in the end result, she actually does attend the field with Mr. Ray and Proves to be quite a little bit of a handful as we're about to go on to The field trip is to the Gingray migration, which Mr. Ray is of the Gingray. And which is teach, showing the taking the kids to see an actual Gingray migration. And when they um and when they're there, Dory she basically I love how he's basically trying to repeat what Mr. Ray said, but like, I can repeat it. And of course Mr. Ray says to the kids because they asked what Stingray migration, the afterlife. Stingray's going home, and that's 
and the kids start to go, well, I came from here, and then one asked, where do you come, Dory? And Dory's like, oh, well, I, don't, I don't know where I come from. She starts to struggle as she's wondering about where she came from and that. Then she follows, oh, what are we doing here? And the kids, kids go, we're talking about mummies and daddies. And, uh, Dory's like, what? Oh, we're doing that talk. Why is it me? Why is it me? It's one of those three rows where you see the people go, where, like kids, well, when a mummy and daddy love each other, it's like, Argh! someone has to cut them off and thank you, Miss Ray George. It's like, please, no, Dory, no, 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 you don't need to know that, Dory, you don't, please don't. But I, 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 it's one of those very hilarious moments where you, you see it many in sitcoms when, sitcoms, where kids will ask her about mummy and daddies and then we can chat up thinking, right, Okay, we're having the talk. Okay, and unfortunately, these other cats have to cut them straight away before they go. Where the mummy and daddy love each other. <coughs> so I'm sure all those younger adults watching watching this video right now know what that that means. It's um, not I'm not going to do not going to even go there. This is a family show, and also this is also for the. Whatever we're supposed to be used for the whatever podcast, so that needs to be friendly as well. So, sure, we all know what that means, but we're not going to talk about it. And I love how Mr. Major quickly goes, <laughs> anyway, back to why we're all here. But it's a hilarious moment. I love how Dory goes, Why is it going to be me? Why? <laughs> well, I don't know. Thankfully, no. So, Obviously, they do get to see the stingray migration and migration. And Dory, at this point, has a bit of a flashback regarding the undertow, which makes her remember that she has a fam, has a family. Should not he have a family to remember them? And this basically then sets off the journey, and it makes her determined to go and find them with Marley. Reluctantly at first, agreeing. To help because they um they're about that ex I can't remember that part of the reef where obviously Nemo ends up getting captured in the first song and Mike's like why is it every time we're on this part of the ocean someone wants to leave the ocean well Nemo technically did want to leave the ocean he tried to rebel against you which is completely understandable because we've all had that moment in our lives and um, so yeah good morning. Rather still, Marlin, who you thought should have been on a learning curve, doesn't, and sort of regresses back to what he was in the first book. Except this time it's Dory as a go out to Nemo. But he eventually agrees to help, and also when Nemo sits on tagging on the class, right, well, Marlin's on board, and enlists help to get to where he's going in the form of Crush and his friends. Oh, I love Crush, I really do. And I'm so glad that we got at least here in this song, even with those few moments. So it's it's basically this little moment is like where Crush gets to say, "Hiya, remember me? Still alive and kicking, even though I'm probably what one five one now, because it was, because it's a set a year after the Finding Nemo, and Crush in Finding Nemo was one hundred one hundred fifty. So that means he's probably one hundred fifty one now. So he's still alive and kicking, Crush." But yeah, it's basically this. It's basically just a chance to basically say, "Hiya, you know, remember me? Nice to see you again. Good luck with your travels and all that." 
at all. I do love how my mind's going, totally sick, totally sick. It's like, yeah, but mind's like, no, I'm going to be totally sick. It's that classic, you know, style, the young of today, I like to use things that mean for different meanings, but obviously you know what means by that's mostly sick. I'd have loved to see more from Crush and his friends, but yeah, it's nice to see them. So when they arrive on to the scene at first, Jewelry Bear, California, Dory gets separated from Maya Nemo. And she gets taken inside as the workers basically she's another fish. Um they found one around on the boat and they give her a tank and while she's in the tank is where we meet Hank, the octopus. Ooh, make what you want hit first. I just kind of find it quite hard to trust the first tank, but it's one of those tags where oh, I don't know, by the end you've got to see what it Um so they are down in the other you know, chapter and not hang quite well. And eventually, Dory tells the game to agree to help her find her family's parents, which they sort of tag because Hank wants it so she can get, get out of the industry. Because what we learn later on is that actually Hank has actually gone, he's actually just wandered around and actually just means she wants to get him and send him back to where he belongs. But Hank got it. Meanwhile, though, Maya and Nemo meet two seals who explain to them that Dory is inside the marine life institute and it's a hospital for fish and all. And these two seals provide the comedy as well, whereas the first one, the seagulls provided the comedy. I really didn't like the seagulls, they're just deadly annoying. I'm not a big fan of birds. But, uh, where they were led to go off, my, 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 all that. Remember that? Remember that? Very annoying, off annoying. Or the seals are there to do their own version because they have this other seal called Gerald who's determined to get on their rock. Lovely does. The other two seals who are on the rock, they basically go, Gerald, what are you doing here? Oh, 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 oh! There you go. So that's basically the catchphrase you'll remember from by this particular film. By Nemo with mine, designing Dory is off. Which actually sounds a bit like a dog barking. So they do that quite a few times. Fine. Meanwhile, back inside the go back to the institute and helping Hank helps Dory to find the map. And it's here that we learn that the institute is aware of Hank has gone missing. They've done being determined to find him. And we also learn that he actually lost all his textbooks and Dory has a little bit of So you're not really an officer, you're basically lost his textbooks. And here's her little flashback. This time it involves her love of shells, which helps her to find which exhibit her parents were in. And we meet Destiny for the first time after Dory gets flung in by one of the workers giving a tour of the exhibit. And here we learn about Destiny, how she has trouble with her eyesight and ends up knocking into walls in Wall, as she says, she's not a very good swimmer. And the two end up recognising each other after Dory has a good go at Susan Bell. Oh, yeah, her little funny talent for the first film, for being up to the highest first film of Brian Nemo. Well, here, 
We've not got one character thinking they can speak well. We've got two. It's quite hilarious. We're going to get to a little bit later on. And we also then meet Bailey, her Destiny's neighbour. And he makes his presence. Um, but he basically has been sleeping and basically Joy Bates, Destiny has sort of woke him up and he's what? And there we can go to their both neighbours. I love how with these two, straight away you can see if they're establishing, because they've all probably been at some point like, had the annoying neighbours next door. We've probably all been there, or we can probably know what that is like from watching on TV as well. So I'll show with these two. They're quite, they're keep to annoy each other, but it's more like a bantery sort of way. You know, because something like a jig while the other, but be friendly about it afterwards. And obviously, Destiny and Dora, Bailey and Dora can introduce the Dora. But Hank then comes back in on the scene, you know, to try and get the tag. And Dory's like, well, now I know where we need to go, we need to go to Open Ocean. And so Destiny suggests you go through the pipe. However, Dory at first is a bit scared about this, she's obviously being shot to know, shot to know, she's worried that if she stays there too long, she's going to forget where she's going. And so this shows another flashback where her parents are basically teaching well, there's always another way to do things, Dory, you've got to work with it. And she does go and think of another way. And they enact that problem, but we'll get to that in a minute. Because we then go back to the two seals who now give Marlon and Nemo help by listing their friends, Betty. An annoying, creepy, black seabird with a red eye. If looks could kill, if looks could kill, it, that bird would have a mighty hot, long death bolt. I don't like birds, I made that very clear. I don't like birds. Like birds, they're probably birds in the world quite hard to watch. Because you see your face off the screen. And the seal was like, come on, Marlene, you try and get to know her. You've got to establish connection with her, with this pain in the backside over here. Gay does reluctantly. If I was Marlene, I'd be like, nope, I'm out of it. I'll do it on my own. I mean, I did it last time. I'll do it on my own. So back to Dory and her pals, they do now enact the other way that Dory has thought of, with Dory and Hank in a stroller, with Dory basically acting as the navigator while Hank is a driver. It provides quite some hilarious results, first with obviously De Bailey and Destiny trying to give a signal, and Bailey's like, wait for it, wait for it, and wait, it's just like, what do you mean wait? What do you mean Bailey? They eventually do without a signal. And it gets proved quite hilarious. So obviously, with Dory and Hank being sea creatures, they can't really see a properly with a human one who's about to go and drive in the dollar. And Dory and Hank, they're trying to get to the ocean, the open ocean to it. However, Dory, being a sigh about the world glasses, um, she decides, oh, that must movement, and decides to go and make turn that way, which obviously makes the wrong turn. And when Hank realises it, it angers him, and he takes out on Dory. But like how Marlo has been seen hard to take his hand out on Dory. Who, Dory, brilliantly goes, well, hold on a minute here. an Oxford, you're not quite that, that nice. And retaliates him with facts about Oxford. 
like, you go, Dory. She's proved how smart you are. Because she's probably thinking, hang, probably thinking, hey. She's probably thinking, oh, this is a joke here. What was the other one? And she goes, nope. This is that, that Oxford. This, that, and that. At the time, though, Nemo realises the stroller is moving and it ends up in the kiss zone where they are warned by the other objects in there. Do not get touched by the by the annoying children. For another flashback, Dory learns that she learned her song. Yeah, that song where she had him standing in front of Nemo. When he was in Alan, Dory was like, Hey, Mr. Grumpy Field. You gotta do it like get you down. Thank you, Scott. Well, we all probably thought Joy made that made that on herself. Well actually no. We actually learned it was her parents who brought that song. And she then used that song to help get her and Hank out to escape the kids though. But not before, unfortunately for Hank, he gets poked by a kid, which in turn he's in the ink. And the two do though eventually arrive at Open Ocean. And when they get there, Dorian Hank, they get six of it by going through the tube with Hank and, uh, oh, Hank and Dory. Dory. They're basically about to say their goodbye, um, because it's going to put on, so still focused about getting out of there. And he, he sort of feels like you may have now have so he's on his side of the bar, he's nowhere, nowhere near seeing Dory get reunited. He thought he's now done it, because he thought, well, I've got you, let's exhibit. Let's exhibit. Um, they do say their goodbyes, and Dory does give him the tag, and they both now go, go on their separate ways. And Dory now has to navigate his exhibit by herself, and it mirrors what we saw in the beginning of the film, where she was struggling to ask for directions for help. We see it again. She basically comes across some shells and she follows a trail of them, which leads to her home in the open ocean exhibit. However, when Dory gets there, when she arrives, she finds that the place is empty and we learn through the most, I think the most important flashback of them all, we learn how Dory ended up being separated from her parents. And after Dory got put away by them and uh, it does make Dory think all her. Um, she then later learns that blue, all the blue down there are better off back in quarantine, and that means Joy, Joy's like, oh, well, better get out of quarantine then. And she this time does have to use the pipe in order to get back to quarantine. She has to break it this time, and she does. And at first, it seems that she's doing okay. She's doing well. But then, unfortunately, the short term memory loss, it starts to kick in, she starts to get. Uh, the direction she was given, and she, at first she starts panicking before she uses her so-called special talent, her speak well speaking, to heal her destiny, who gets daily to help use this echolocation. And it's quite a hilarious scene, but I feel like she's not be really laughing because Dorian's destiny, they both think they can speak well, and they're like, and some of the directions. Because Death is like, cool, so Joy's like, which way? It's like, <laughs> to me, that just sounds hilarious, but I should have really kept me laughing because I can 
calories because they think they can't speak well. But they are. Obviously, towards the end, actually, though, there are two other bainers, there are two other entities in, in there. And Dory, of course, rides them. Dory, of course, when we see the end result, is Maya Nemo. But basically, doesn't really think that she's being eaten alive. <laughs> They're not fully, but it's sort of fully. So, Dory, now we're not reunited. Maya Nemo. So, and they get back to quarantine. They find the tank with all the other blue tanks, with Dory then trying to work out which one is her parents. And Marlin is quite rude for it, because Marlin's like, you can see Dory's struggling to work at the the yard. But, Jenny and Charlie, Jenny and Charlie here? Marlin's like, she should just pick two and go. And well done for Nemo for going, Dad! Well done, Nemo, well done. Marlin, so not, not appropriate right now. Just not appropriate. Um, eventually, though, while the blue tag ends up telling Dory that the pair is the bomb, and Dory, she, she literally goes to the shop here, not realising that Hank can scoot Dory out and forget him from Arlie anymore. However, Dory ends up being washed away because he, because the marine workers have found Hank and they've got him. And Dory ends up being washed away. She's lost, confused. She ends up wandering until she comes across uh, another trail of shells. Only this time, the trail does lead her straight to her parents, who instantly recognise her. And, oh, they have this beautiful family and they can heart. And they tell Dory, no, it's not your fault, you found them all. However, Dory straight away is like, no, we can't hang around too long because Maya and you are in trouble. And springs into action. So if Marley and Nemo hang on the truck back just up to the of season, Dory along with her parents, which have to reluctantly get the sixty car, get Destiny and Bailey to help out in what turns into one of the most barbiest chase sequence I think I've ever seen. So, using his location, Bailey is there to keep track on the truck. And part of the plan, the first part of the plan is to get the truck to stop, so they try and cause double traffic, and Dory's spot off I mean, look at these cute things, get them on the heat up. So, Bethany flips Dory to release the otters onto the road, and they cause a standstill in the traffic, and that Dory, Dory that gets into the truck. Then, at first, Maya and Nima, they get rescued by the annoying seabird, who comes Betty, she comes back, gets Maya and Nima in the bucket, but forgets Dory. Then Dory convinces Hank, who's been very reluctant about going, going, going to the ocean, but I don't want to go to the ocean. Dory eventually convinces him you've got to go back to the ocean with her, which then leads to the, the next part of the chase, which is the two of them having to hijack the truck, with Hank once again in charge of driving, and Dory being totally in control which way to go. Eventually, after what feels like a bunch of left and rights, they, they eventually get the truck to drive over a bunch of trees and into the ocean, which releases all of the sea life. And it's quite a hilarious moment because as they're all being released in, out of the truck, you hear the, um, the, the Wonderful World song. I forgot, I forgot to quite act at home. No, we, um, we should be driving 
I see green, green, red, rose, blue. That song, that gets me to play. It's quite hilarious. But it's, but, um, it's so inappropriate. <laughs> it's there uh, for comedy effect. It like, like we've done, but we thought, oh, that's sounds ridiculous. You know, the fire look, there's one off. All these guys see like, especially on the ocean. And the truck also goes to the ocean as well. And then we come basically to the end of the film with Dory's parents and her friends now living in my own room, with Hank being the supply teacher. Mr. A's gone, gone, gone away because he obviously has gone through migration. So Mr. A, um, obviously put his thing red, her friends, family. So Hank steps in as the supply teacher. You could have picked a worse person to be a, a supply to be any more teacher because Hank clearly doesn't get all the people. Um, and also, got your sister's rebellion destiny. So, that's going on well. And basically, they pass it after. Now, for those of you like me who stayed until the very end, all the credits, you will know there was a, a post-credit scene, which involved the Tanga. And they arrive at the Institute, still in the bag, in those bags they were in, at the end of the Finding Nemo, still in them, and they end up getting taken into my institute with the final shot being Gerald meeting up on the two fields. Because they're, I think it's like basically because they're look, looking like flat, but it's not really doing anything. So they don't notice that Gerald has sneaked up and has sat on the rock that ends there. That brings us to the end of the film. I don't personally prefer this to Finding Nemo. And that's not because I can sit through this whole way through, because in Finding Nemo I can't, I at first can't print it all, because obviously there's the scene that Barracuda is back. Um, but not because of that, but because in Finding Nemo, my favourite character is Dory. I love Dory. And I always thought, I'd love to see a film centred on Dory. And Yes, we had to wait 13 years for it, but we finally got it. When I, when I first heard that five, this was going to happen, I was so excited for it. I was just so excited because it's like, yay, I get to have a film, my favourite character, character, I love Dory. And I do feel that, that she did, even though you have to have those moments with Maya Nemo and, and, being on the, the sidelines, doing their own thing to try to get Dory. Dory, I do feel, is made the centre of attention, and we do get to see her. She gets a lot of Serco C vibes, which she needs to do because it's herself. But I, 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 out of the two finding films, I do prefer finding Dory over finding her. But that's because I feel with this film, you get more of Dory. That's not because her name is that. Okay, on to the stats. Okay. Well. I think it's pretty obvious in the cat's going to be, isn't it? Yeah, story. It's story. It's story. I've always been reluctant when you've got characters' names in film titles. I've always been reluctant to give them stand-up characters. Well, that's a cop-out, the names of the title. But I've got to make a story because I do love her. She is one of my favourite characters in the Pixar world. I love it a bit. I just love her. Love her. Love her. So, story stand-up character. Stand-up moment. It's gotta be when Dory's in the pipe and she's coming to help get her help from Destiny and Bailey. 
because even though it's a hilarious scene, you should have really been laughing at it because Dorian Beth Stephanie both of you they can speak well, pretty well but they can't. I love how at the end of it when obviously you've got Marnie you know at first we don't know it's them. We just think it's these two objects. I love how when they they do meet the Dory, they definitely think, Oh no, no Tigger When they just think that oh Dory they wailing because they just now continue to get not. That's gonna be the standard moment of the year. And that brings us to the end of another amazing episode. As always, thank you so much for listening, my dear friends. Until next time, this has been What I Love About Finding Dory. Thank you.